How are we all doing? We good this morning? As Rob has said, this this um this message I think has been on my heart for a while, but uh, I hope I do it justice. So I'm just going to quickly pray. Uh, Lord, I just pray for an anointing over words and just let let these words just be yours and uh, nothing of me, all of you. Holy Spirit, just guide me and um, and just prepare hearts, Holy Spirit, for hearing your voice above all else in Jesus' name. If somebody said, Where are we? and somebody showed up, Bray, I would have went, Ah, oh, Chambers, that's great. There you go. Right, so, can I ask you a few questions before we begin? What kind of person are you? Can everybody see that? When you're driving and you see, there are two types of people in the world. When it's on above, you've loads of petrol and you say, oh my God, I need to fill up, you go into a panic. Or when it's just on empty, I got this. What kind of person are you? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm a kind of, nah, I'll get to the garage when I, when I get to the garage, right? But dare I say it, that is a dangerous place to be, can you, yeah? Can you agree with that? It's a bit risky, isn't it? And dare I say it, that's where as Christians, a lot of us live. On reserve, just enough. I need you a little bit, Jesus. Can you just fill in the reserve tank? That's not what the way we're meant to live. We're meant to live in John 10.10. 10. Come to give life and give life in abundance. Even though the world is pointing in a different direction, it's telling differently, we're meant to live in John 10.10. 10. And I have to say, I don't have all the answers. Just, I don't have all the answers. But what I have today is an invitation into, let's go find those answers. Let's look in scripture to find those answers. And many a times when I read John 10.10, 10, I go, really, Jesus? Really? Life in abundance? I'd like a little bit more of that, please. And that's the test to my soul to go, yeah, I'm, I'm just staying in reserves here, Jesus. I'm not tapping into that abundant life. And as I flick through scriptures, I see these invitations to more than just being in reserves to being able to handle life at a different level. Dare I say, hopefully today you'll see some scriptures that will call you into a more of a supernatural life. A supernatural engagement. (coughs) Quick question. Where is your ability at right now? And I don't want to... There's there's no fear here, right? There's no fear. Because when somebody asked me this question, I immediately went to, oh my goodness, I, I don't think I could handle it. But it's a good test. How have you handled the pandemic? How have you handled the war in Russia? And all the news that's going on. Could you handle another big thing happening? And if your heart quickly goes to, oh gee, but Bernard, no, stop. That's a good sign you're in reserve. That's a good sign, because Jesus said, I will, I'll give you life and life in abundance. But he didn't say that crap won't happen, and stuff won't happen in your life. But he'll say that you'll operate in a different level. He's given us the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus said, and it's there in red ink if you have one of those Bibles. He said, it's better that I go away, and the Holy Spirit comes. What's better than Jesus? Jesus said, it's better I go away, and you get this fella. So we're meant to live a little bit differently. We're not meant to live in reserve. So if your heart has gone, 
Yeah, probably, um, if something happened in my life now, I probably wouldn't deal with it very well. Not that you wouldn't be sad and I wouldn't, but I'd... So where are you? So I want you to take that check for yourself. There's camels. You know camels, you could be in a, in a desert, rice, and you could be on a camel. Camel seems absolutely healthy, brilliant, fantastic, full of water, dead. They drop dead. They don't give you, they don't tell you that something's happening. They don't give you warning signs. And life can be like that. Life, sometimes you can be a little bit, just, we can go at superficial levels and just go, no, I'm fine, no point, and then just destroy it and break the camel's back. Something happens. Jesus said that you're not meant to live a life like that. You're meant to live a life full in me. No matter what happens, you're still in me. You're in a river of life. Scripture talks about in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47. It talks about this river of life. Ezekiel was brought by a man. Theologically, I don't know whether it was Jesus or an angel, but let's, let's, talk, let's say it was Jesus. Um, he brings Ezekiel into the river of life that's coming from the throne. He goes in ankle deep. And then knee deep. And then waist deep. And then all the way up to here. That's not living in reserves. That's literally the flow of life coming from the throne room that is available to us through the supernatural impartation of, of, of the Holy Spirit, what He's come to give us. So, what is your pace of life like? Because there's a pace in heaven and there's a pace on earth. Can we, can we just all agree with that? Yeah, there's a pace on earth that is just mental. That is just not good for your soul. Right? And unfortunately, you get dragged into that pace. And it's not good for your soul. Your soul is like a sieve. Right? And God made you this way. That you need to continually, he fills up that sieve. And you need to keep on going back. You need to keep going back. But what we do, we, we suck through a straw instead of basking in the river. So there's a supernatural pace that we're meant to be at. And that's not a faster pace. Look at the pace that Jesus did life through. Right? He, did, he didn't get a horse. Or, like the only one time that he got on a donkey, he strolled on the donkey. Right? There is a supernatural pace that Jesus calls us to. And it's irrelevant that there were no cars that day and all that kind of stuff, right? But he walked to places to even just meet one person. And he said a mustard seed will, will grow into the biggest thing. He, he saw the importance of little things would spread. Look at the way he did life. Walked everywhere just to see even one person. How's your pace of life? It's probably not like that. And I say that because it's like, for me, it's not like that. And I, true, when I was reading up about this and, and just delving into it, I literally, physically, Im- felt all the time I thought about this, I wanted a sidestep. I wanted to go, oh, I just want to be in the river of life. I physically had to do that sometimes. I felt myself praying about it, talking to Jesus about it, and going, I was going to take a physical act and go, oh, Jesus, let me just step over here. And it worked. I don't know what it is, physical, spiritual. Sometimes you need that. You need to go, okay, you know something, Jesus, I just need to take a side step and I want to step in the river of life. I want to step into your pace. So can we just agree on something? That our ways at the moment, not all of our ways, but some ways in your life are not God's ways.
that his ways are better than ours. And sometimes when we just do the quick prayers and the quick, I need you, it's sometimes not sufficient for your soul. It just doesn't cut it. It just tops you up enough. It's enough of Jesus. Last question on this page, I promise. Here's a question for you. If, if you met somebody who wasn't a Christian and you said to them, uh, well, what would you say to them, actually? What would you say? What is the abundant life that you're inviting them into? Right? Because I think I would probably explain abundant life better as a projection than I'm probably experiencing. That's not Jesus' fault. That's mine. I, I'd probably say to them, hey, you know, you need Jesus. And they do. And I do. But I'd probably see a self-sermon there, me talking to somebody going, Jesus will calm your mind, will take you out of the rat race. And all of a sudden I'd hear, I'd, I'd hear a self-sermon going, Bernard, you need this Jesus. <laughs> you need the same guy that you're talking about. So what do we have to offer? So I'd say this morning, what, do you have, what is Jesus offering you then? Is it just a Sunday thing you'd invite somebody into? What rhythms would you invite a non-Christian into? Hey, meet you on Sunday. Maybe a bit of a prayer on Wednesday night. It goes deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. If you're just inviting them to a Sunday, pick a church. Just invite them to a Sunday. A bit of praise, a bit of breaking bread, and off you go. Nice. And the hurt goes out with them. The interaction with Jesus, the intimacy with Jesus. And this is not a guilt trip. This is a self sermon. And when I talk to people, I want to talk to them about, hey, the reason why you need Jesus? Because he's a healer. He heals. He saves. Amongst all the mess, you will have peace beyond all understanding. And in that little sermon there, I'm like, yes, please. Oh, God, yes, please. Give it. I want it. So you are made for supernatural union with God. When Jesus saved you, your spirit, that was enemy to God, it was, a, it was enmity between you and God. The spirit, you're a triune being, right? Your spirit, soul, body, right? Your spirit was taken out of hell and put seated with Jesus in high places. Let that sink in there for a second. Hidden with Jesus. <laughs> Not to be touched again. That is why Satan hates us so much. And the enemy is after you so much. Because he's reminded that there's an empty grave in hell. He's reminded. <laughs> you're lost to him. You're dead to him now. You're alive with Christ. And this is important because there's a supernatural impartation. The resurrection dictates that there was a supernatural event. That happened in your life. So when you took Jesus as your saviour. This supernatural event happened. Your spirit hidden in high places with, with Christ. And now you become alive to Christ. What is that? Alive to God. And Paul speaks of that. You know, dead to the world but alive to Christ. What is that? Alive to Christ really? And that is the invitation you're pulled into. Alive, come alive with me now. And sometimes we still do the same old ways that we're stuck in. And this is where the flesh tries to get back at you. Stay in, this, stay in the old rhythms. 
It's uncomfortable going into the new rhythms. No, stay in the old pace where it's easy. You are made to be impartakers of the supernatural. Look at scripture. Look at the Holy Spirit. I go, it's better that I go and leave you the Holy Spirit. What is that about? And what does Paul constantly talk about? Gifts, imparting gifts on you. Did you know that there's gifts, there's a reserve of gifts in heaven with your name on it? Do Do you know that? Have you asked for those things? Probably a little bit unnerving at times when you think of that, right? Where you go, but today I just want to invite us into those. Just even a simple, yeah, all right. Why do we need this? One reason, one big reason why you need it. Have a look at the world. That's why you need it. It is in a spiral. We need Jesus. You need a top up of Jesus constantly. You need the Holy Spirit. It erodes Christians. Look at the world. You will hear more and more of Christians falling away. We're told it's it's going to happen and it's heartbreaking. And the reason why? Because they stay in reserves and they don't go into deep waters. That's That's not a condemnation. It's because they need to constantly go back to the well. Do you remember that, that scene? There's a scene in, in, in The Chosen, taken from scripture, um, where the woman at the well, I said, look, they'll never go thirsty. But again, we do at times because we don't keep going back to the same well. And God's ways are different than our ways. So what's in your way? I think one of the big things that's in the way is disorientation. And the enemy loves this. Disorientation. Throwing as much crap at you from life around you to disorientate you. To keep you, stop you from looking to the hills. To stop you praising. To stop you doing things that you should be doing. To stay in the ways of God. Like, there's so many ways we can self-medicate. I'm not talking about there is. Like there's drugs, hard drugs, there's hard alcohol, all of those things. There's lust, there's all of those things. And they're all self-medication, by the way. So many ways. Even TV can be self-medicated. Social media is self-medication. And they're the ways where we get cut off and pulled into disorientation. Sarah preached about it some months ago. It really always stuck to me. That kind of so easy it's the easy path of things through social media at times when God is saying look what he says in Psalm 46 it's a bit of a command actually be still and know that I am God not get up and sing be still he knows he knows that's why he has to wrestle with people. He physically had to wrestle Israel, Jacob. He had to physically wrestle them to get his attention. Where is God looking in your life to get your attention? And wrestling, physically wrestling for your own good to get you to be still. How hard is that? Let's do a test in your own heart. How hard would it be for you to grab five minutes 
on your own. Sit, be still, and just love Jesus. Okay, let's go ten minutes. It'll get a little bit more uncomfortable now, isn't it? Twenty minutes. Half an hour. I'm probably touching, you know, the max probably, right? That's mental. We're made for union with God. Jesus, Jesus prayed for this in John 17. He prayed for you to say, Father, let there be union with them. Like, here's the maker of the universe. He holds all the galaxies together. And this is mad. He wants union with your soul. He wants union with your soul. There's a, there's a little scripture here, so I remember. Uh, so this, this is on me, right? It says, uh, song, three, song 3 4. I have found the one whom my soul loves. And that's, 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 like, that's a two way street. That's like Jesus, Jesus speaking that out as well because he, know, he loves your soul. He wants union with you. And this is, this is sometimes really tricky to get after because it's so easy just to go, go through the motions on a Sunday morning. Yes, Sunday is the thing we do. What do you do as a Christian? Sunday, a bit of prayer, maybe during the week, uh, a little bit of side charity work here and there, and hey, I've ticked all the boxes. What about if you said, actually, I spend time in silence just with God? This is why, this is why there was such a. the monastic movement kicked off. Right, don't not call myself to be monks, right? But there's a, that monastic movement was so powerful at keeping the gospel alive. You ever read a book called um, Why the Irish Saved Civilization? It was down to the early Christians. They saved the gospel. They saved the written gospel for all of us to read. Good book. You should read it. So the invitations. This This is from Matthew. This is a beautiful version taken from taken from the, the message. Have a read. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now if you're like me, I sometimes only see glimpses of that. That's not an invitation just for five minutes here and there. Folks, can I just tell you, the times we live in, we need this. It may not, you may, that may not come home to roost next year, year or whatever, but I'm telling you now, it's on my heart and on my spirit and Jesus is saying, boy, you, you need me more than anything. We are living in really, really crappy times. Your faith will be tested. People you know who are Christians will fall away. Not that I want that, I don't want that to happen. We need to be more in prayer and more in the very flow of grace with Jesus. Because the world will want you to not. And that's the invitation. 
So what do we do about this? I touched on Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. Can I invite you? Again, I can't invoke this stuff in you. You got it. It either sits in your heart and resonates with you, or you go, look, I haven't been doing that. And it's not a, it's not a conviction. It's a relationship thing. Right? It's a relationship. If I was ignoring Lorraine all the time, like, or if I, you know, like it takes work. Thank God Jesus is there waiting for when we left off. But sometimes we go to places that he can't follow. And he's just simply saying, can you just be quiet and still and let, let me do my work. So, the big thing for me is that we have to cultivate beyond Sundays. And this, was, this wasn't my turn. I genuinely feel this was from the Holy Spirit. Cultivate beyond Sundays. And that's a trap we get into. You're a Christian and immediately you fill tick boxes. But Jesus said these things. Abide. Be still. You are the branch. I am the vine. You're the branch. You're not the vine. I'm the vine. You need me. Branch needs me. You need to stay rooted in me. And this is what it says in Isaiah 12, 12, 3. And this is from the New Living Translation. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Every time I read that, I just keep on thinking that I'm just going to a str- get, have a straw. Yeah, well, that's enough. Thanks a million. And it's, it's just enough. Where I'm to stay at the well. Where you're to stay deep in Scripture. You're to stay with Jesus. And I just even get a sense. Like you're like, I don't know. I could be still for five seconds, let alone five minutes. But the command, be still. Know that I am God. And you know, you might have to do it the first time and you'll hear nothing. Or you'd see, you feel nothing or whatever. You're not there for that. It's actually quite good for you. Just, just sit there and let God do his work. He turns up, folks. He turns up. Let me just pull up the stand. Oh, sorry, sorry, this is stand one, not 100. Sorry, stand one. I, I, <laughs> my apologies. Um, so stand one. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it night and day. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do, but not the wicked. They are like worthless shape scattered by the wind, they will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly. But the path of the wicked leads to destruction. I would suggest maybe starting there with Psalm 1. It's amazing that Psalm 1 kicks off like that. It says an invitation to be in still water. Be by the water. Psalm 23 then continues that on. Walk with me. I'll bring you to, to places of deep rich water when you get to heaven or when heaven comes to here what's bang in the middle of the kingdom in revelation a big river the river of life and the tree of life the tree of life is on its bank God wants you to be in that river 
The last thing I want to touch on here. There is, at the moment, a relentless pace in the world that makes us uncompassionate, not just to others, but to ourselves. If you were as If you were to act to others like how you act to yourself, how would that pan out? How would that pan out? It's a difficult one, isn't it? This is one of the one of the areas that the Holy Spirit is really pressing me to go to. Really pressing. Go there. We need this so that we're, we find out how compassionate Jesus is to us. And become more compassionate to ourselves. We live in a world where it's like, take, take, take. Be something different. Be an image. Be a projection of something that is just not from God. Be perfect. Be this. And we're just relentless on ourselves. And I just ask you, to go to these places so that you can A, feel compassion from God because He's so compassionate. Oh my goodness, He's so loving. So that you can feel that because trust me, probably not giving that to yourself right now. You sin, boom! You're a loser, you're a this, you're a that. That's not Jesus. Jesus said, come, come. Scripture tells us it's abundant grace. Come, repent, come. Confess, confess. Even the things that you think God can't handle. (laughs) Come. (laughs) Be compassionate on yourself. Go to the font of all compassion. Stop beating yourself up. The worst thing a Christian can say to themselves, I'll get better before I go to Jesus. We need to show compassion to ourselves. And that is the relentless pace that we've got to get out of. And there I say it, it's not just ourselves, but I challenge you to cultivate a life with yourself and others who need that compassion as well. What are you doing to feed the body, to equip one another? And this is to me too, so like I have to go and study this and I want to talk to the elders as well and go, guys, oh, the Holy Spirit is impressed on me that we've got to cultivate beyond Sundays. We've got to cultivate. I've had dreams about it. I, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about this stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm, we need to do stuff. We need to cultivate beyond Sundays. And I say to you, cultivate yourself beyond Sundays. Get a time away. Get a time with friends. There's prayer meetings happening on Wednesday evenings. Get there. If it doesn't suit you, create a, create a meeting. Free even with yourself. Start with that. Create time. Get out of the relentless pace and go into the un, the unrelenting pace of grace with Jesus. The mission can't happen in the pace that we're going at. Your gifts, the gifts that God wants to impart on you, He's asking you to get off the treadmill and you're going, no, no, throw, throw, throw the gifts at me while I'm on the treadmill. And he's like, are you crazy? Mission can't happen if we just stay in the shallows and we're constantly just in reserve. 
That can't just happen on a Sunday either. I was really, um, I was really pressed this week when I read in Timothy around the impartation of gifts from the Holy Spirit, laying on hands from elders. And so today I'm gonna, we're going to pray about that. We're going to pray about gifts from from God. And I challenge you. you sorry, you good? I thought it was head. Um, I challenge this week all of us that if you want to stay in the shallows, I get that because I sometimes want to stay there and not go deep with God. I promise you, He's gentle. He's not going to uncover stuff and beat the living daylights out of you because it's something that you've done years ago that hasn't been repented of. It's going to be gentle. But trust me when I say the last words I will say on this is God really wants your union with him. What he has for you is a million times better for what you have your, what the world has for you and what maybe you have for yourself. Let's stand and we pray. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray in the first person and if you agree with it in your heart you can go yeah. I'm in. So I'm going to pray more so for, for, for me, but I want you to join in. You don't have to say verbally, but let your spirit and your soul just soar and go, yeah, I think I need a bit of that, Jesus. I think I need that. All right. God, I just thank you so much that the creator of heaven and earth saw what a mess we would become and put a rescue plan in place. I thank you, Lord, that you're relentless in your search and in your, in your rescue. You will go to lengths that are just so amazing so that we would get a glimpse of you. Father, I, I, I've just stayed in the shallows. Jesus, can I take you up on your offer of abundant life? Can you teach me the ways that you have for me? Can I be your disciple, Jesus? Jesus, I haven't prayed that very often, that I want to be your disciple. Jesus, I want to be your disciple. I want to be at your feet. I want to be able to call you teacher. Teach me your ways. Your ways of grace. Teach me to set aside time where I experience union with you. Holy Spirit, the gift that has been given by the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, can you come into my life? You dwell in me. Can I just, I just say, I open my heart to you this morning, Holy Spirit. I give you my yes. Father, I pray for the hearts this morning that have given that simple yes because it's the mustard seed that will grow into the biggest tree of all. And all the other trees, all the other animals will come and, and be just on it and live in it. And as I said earlier on, Father, mission can't happen without you, without the Holy Spirit, without your pace of life. Father, I ask for a cutting off of things that are not of you 
in my life so I get more of your son Jesus and more of his life and his rhythm. Father, the last thing I want to pray this morning is I, I pray for the imparting of gifts this morning. Holy Spirit, you said, it says in Scripture that you have gifts for us, a reserve of gifts with our name on it. So I pray over every heart here in imparting of those gifts. Holy Spirit, I pray for those that have not been yet baptized in the Holy Spirit that over the coming weeks and months that we see a greater baptism of the Holy Spirit in our church. I pray, Holy Spirit, that people will speak in tongues that are edifying unto them. Speak in tongues that are prophetic, that are interpreted. I pray for the gifts of wisdom, and gifts of knowledge. All of those gifts I pray for. I pray for the leadership of our church, that we cultivate a space for the body to be built up, to be equipped, and a beautiful impartation, so that we walk in Mission, in Bray, in Dublin, in Kildare, all over Ireland, so that people are saved unto the kingdom and unto the glory of God. We pray that in your name. Amen. Amen.